Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number one of the FPL RTG. My name is Sambo. I'm going to be your host for this podcast over the uh, over the coming weeks and the rest of the season, really, uh, where we're going to be having a look at Fantasy Premier League, a little bit of a, a deeper depth, uh, a little bit of a deeper dive, sorry, into the depths of Fantasy Premier League, and uh, working out how we can best navigate our mini league that we've set up uh, over on twitch.tv slash futsambo. Uh, I'm joined this evening by my very own special guest, uh, Mr. Pritchard, uh, Pritchard Plays from, from, from Twitch. Uh, Pritchard, good evening. Welcome to the welcome to the. Good pod, evening, mate. good evening. Thanks uh, for having me on. Not at all, not at all. How are you doing? I'm all good, thank you. Good. I'm ready to go. You're ready to go? To yeah, it's always uh, always exciting when the new season's uh, New season's about to start. Exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So uh, we're going to dive straight into it. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Obviously, you've been uh, you're, you're streaming over on Twitch, as we just said. Uh, how, how long have you been doing yeah. that? So I've only been doing that for about just over a month now, really. So okay. I was inspired by a FIFA analyst. I know as a lot of people have been. Yeah. I've been a mod on his channel, which probably a lot of you know me from over there. Yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Yeah, it's been good fun. It certainly is a good uh, good community to be to be involved in uh, on on the FIFA analyst channel. Um, and uh, so, what are you what are you doing at the moment? Are you you still school level or are you are you at college or? What's, uh, yeah, I'm in my last year of A level, so I'm 17. Okay. Got that coming up in the summer if exams will go through this year. We don't know. But yeah, a little bit hopefully of. Hopefully, that's all fine. A little bit of turbulent yeah. times at the moment, for sure. But uh, I exactly. hope that one all goes through. So, uh, so uh, moving on to football-related matters, uh, what, uh, which team do you support, mate? I'm a big Liverpool fan. I yeah, am. Yeah, big Liverpool fan. Like yeah, that. up the Reds. Up the Reds. It's going to be. Exactly uh, exactly. It's going to be a tough job this season to uh, get back to Champions and everything, isn't it? But uh, the the, un- the yeah. unbearable <laughs> banner will continue to fly high. I'm sure oh, for the it. for the yeah. rest of the season. No, it's been a. <laughs> Did you did you catch much of the Blackpool game yesterday? I did. I was a bit concerned first half, but yep. we turned around, didn't we? I think Klopp Klopp got onto them at half time, and yep. we saw the proper Liverpool second half, didn't we? Uh, I think we I think we did. They were uh, they were an elegant machine second half, and a, a bit of a rusty one in the first half. But yeah. as a, I think pre season is always difficult to judge, and uh, it'll be uh, next Saturday against Leeds when. Uh, when we get to have a real yeah. indication of how good we're looking for the for the early stages of the season, um, yeah. And then on to Fantasy Premier League, really, mate. How long have you played? Uh, how long have you been involved with Fantasy Premier League? I've played it for about four to five years, getting okay. probably more and more serious as the years have gone on. Nice. And uh, do you know uh, anything about your finish last year? Were you involved in any mini leagues at all, or? Um, I was. It wasn't an ideal year. I won't lie. Wasn't an ideal year. No, I got knocked. You know the cup where you just play someone like in the world, and then yes, I only got, yeah. I got knocked out in the second round, which was that is that is uh, a poor showing, really. So for those yeah. of you who uh, those of you who don't know, um, that the FPL league runs throughout the season, and then at some point uh, during the season, they they launch the the FPL Cup, which is where you get drawn against random players from around the world. And uh, you, you basically play against them head to head in a cup knockout game. That's got uh, some extra special rewards at the end of it. Should you manage to succeed in in getting that far in, um, so you only, you got knocked out in round two of that. How did you get on overall? Uh, you, you struggled in some of your mini I leagues. I did. I, I came about mid table in most of my mini leagues, so just a bit of an average year. 
compared to the year before where I was near top on a lot of them. So hopefully this year with all the extra leagues that I'm looking forward to taking part in, we can get back up. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, And I guess the next one's a a bit of a fun one. So if you could compare your management style to a manager in real life, who would it be and why? You know, if we're looking at we're looking at your fancy Premier League team, which uh, which IRL manager most reflects your your transfer policy or your team management? So I went for Claudio Ranieri. I don't know if <laughs> job at Claudio the Ranieri. Okay, interesting. Because every now and then he can have one of those seasons where everything goes well for him, but often it can be a mid-table job. And massive fan of pizza, so. <laughs> Claudio Ranieri is my answer. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. Um, and uh, outside of this podcast, where can we uh, where can we find you, mate? Where, where's um, where's the best place for us to be able to find you? So I stream on Twitch. Uh, Pritchard plays, play a bit of FIFA, F1. Just loving it really at the moment. And Twitter is the same, Pritchard plays. And I got a Liverpool account on Twitter where I tweet more about football and stuff, which is at up the Reds zero. So if you're interested in anything like that. Nice. And um, that's where to find me. Cool. So uh, I'm sure some of the uh, the moderators will be able to get your link in the chat there, mate, if anybody wants to pick up on that one. And uh, we'll, we'll come back to that again at the end. But I guess now moving into what, what we're really here to talk about, we'll start with uh, we'll start with a little bit of real-world football talk. Um, and there's just a few bits I want to... I've got five points here I want to have a chat with you about. First of all, the transfer window. As we know, uh, there's been a few comings and goings this season for sure. Um, yeah. we, we had a look at this on the uh, on the Sambo transfer committee, which takes place on Friday mornings uh, over on over on the channel. If you wanted to stop in and have a look at that, okay. but uh, we 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 came to the conclusion that there's been a few teams that have had a good window and a few teams that have had not such a good window. Um, who do you think, or in your opinion, has had the best transfer window of the clubs in the Premier League? I think you can't look any further than Chelsea, really, can you? I think it's been. With the ban that they've had, they had to come in with a big window and they've, I think they've smashed it. They had to come in and, uh, and put their foot down a little bit, didn't they? Yeah. So, obviously, Very we're looking good. at Timo Werner. You think he's going to be a hit? Yeah, I think that Ziyech is one that's gone under the radar a bit as well. Think I think he's an incredible player. You think Ziyech is going to be a, a hit to you? I, uh, I don't know whether he's going to maybe struggle with the physicality and the pace of the Premier League, but I guess only time will tell. yeah. Um, they, and then the big one is uh, Mr. Kai Havertz signing in in the last couple of days as well. So uh, it's a, it's definitely been a big big spending spree there, hasn't it? Um, any other clubs that have really sort of caught your eye at all? Um, I think Man City. I don't think that people. I've heard people be saying that they've had a bad window, but I don't think you can say that they've had a bad window. Bring in Nathan Ake, a top top centre back. Yeah. Obviously Torres, who's quite an exciting young talent, I think. So. Yeah, I think they'll be very, very strong next year, as as per usual, really, won't they? Interesting, interesting. What about uh, Spurs? So Spurs have brought in Pierre Emile Hoiberg from Southampton and Matt Doherty from Wolves. So a couple of uh, strong signings in there. Good business, yeah. Yeah, good business in there. And uh, we, I think today or yesterday it was announced that Fabio Silva has joined Wolves from Porto. Good signing there. So I think Wolves are going to be are going to be strong again. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's, there has been some poor windows, in my opinion. Um, I agree. The first of which, unfortunately, in my opinion, is a bit close to home. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure Liverpool mm-hmm. have had the strongest of windows as of yet. 
um, picked up the Greek left back Simikas, um, uh, looking possibly at cover for Andy Robertson. But other than that, Liverpool have um, Liverpool have, have struggled a little bit in this window, wouldn't, wouldn't you think? Yeah, well, I think we do need more depth. Comp- looking at the teams around us, especially City. Yeah. Like our starting eleven is very, very strong. Of course, it is. But if we get a couple of injuries, I think I think we could struggle. But I think Shakimas is a very good signing because. Andy Robertson will now really fight for his place, and I think he played very well in pre-season. I think he was one of our best players, actually. So, okay, I think that made a positive impact on the on him personally. Interesting, yeah. And then uh, a couple of other shrewd bits of business. Just looking through all the transfers, uh, Arsenal picking up Willian on a free from Chelsea. Um, thoughts on that one? Yeah, that's a, bit, that's a tough one to call. I think really, it's, it's a bit of a strange one. I could never really, I never really saw that one coming, but. Yeah, he he hit form towards after lockdown, didn't he? So he's obviously he's got some talent in him, hasn't he? There's no doubt about that. I mean, so. he was one of Chelsea's most dangerous players for a number of years. I think uh, overall, exactly, it's probably yeah. probably not a bad uh, not a bad pick up there from Arsenal. Um, and then down on the south coast, uh, Adam Lallana has made the move from Lers- uh, Merseyside. Uh, he's down there at Brighton now. Any any thoughts on that one? I, I wish him the best. I, I think on his day, Lallana's a cracking, a really good player. Yeah. And I think for a team like Brighton towards the bottom of the league where he can play every game week in, week out, I think he'll be a, a good signing for them, to be honest. Especially yeah. for the... They didn't have to pay anything for free, so... OK, cool. Good, good bit of business. And then uh, Leeds United, Premier League new boys. Um, we're looking at Rodrigo. They've bust the bank to, to pick up the Spanish starting striker. Um, this could go one of two ways, in my opinion. I think Rodrigo could either be an absolute sensation... Or, or we could be looking at uh, looking at an o- overpayment, but he struggled last year. I think it was just uh, six league goals last season in La Liga. Um, yeah, I, I don't know whether the price tag warrants the player, but you know, imports now of international level are always going to be priced significantly higher than others. Um, Rodrigo yeah, definitely that. definitely one to watch. Some other foreign imports in terms of Timothy Castagne has come into Leicester to cover Ben Chilwell, who went obviously out to, to Chelsea. Um, where do you? How do you think uh, Leicester are going to get on this season? Obviously, they were pretty close to the top four last season. Do you do you see that they're going to be yeah. in and around there again? Or they're a tough one to predict, but I do think they'll fall off a bit this year. I think I think they'll finish around the seventh, eighth. Now nah, I think they'll finish seventh this year. I mean, they started very well last season, didn't they? But yeah. their form after lockdown was just shocking, and it's just. It'll be quite hard thing for them to turn it around, especially with the money being spent with the top clubs for them to get into the top four, like yeah, and improve on last year. Yeah, and then uh, obviously we should touch on uh, on the uh, the red half of Manchester as well, uh, bringing in Donny Van Der Beek from Ajax. Ajax have uh, taken a bit of a pounding this transfer window, losing Ziyech and Van Der Beek. Yeah. Um, any any thoughts on Donny Van Der Beek? Admittedly, I haven't really seen too much of him outside of the Champions League run from last season where Spurs ended up beating them in that in that mental game uh, mental game out in 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 the Netherlands so I haven't uh, haven't really seen too much of him but I understand he's a pretty good player yeah it'll be interesting to see what sort of either system they play or whether like the rotation because obviously they've got Bruno and Pogba as well yeah to see I mean that, that's good depth, depth from United though isn't it yeah. in midfield I think yeah, for sure. All right then. Well, that's a that's, that's a interesting little look at the at the transfers of some of the Premier League clubs this season. 
Um, and then we've had a, a certain Argentinian over in Barcelona causing a bit of a storm, really, uh, in the yeah. form of uh, Leo Messi. Um, there's a lot of talk about a lot of people didn't think he was actually ever going to leave. There's some talk about whether or not he'll just he'll be off next summer already. Um, what's your take on the Messi situation? I mean, excuse the pun. It's a little little bit of a mess, but uh, it's... Uh, it is indeed, yeah. What's your take on that one? Well, it's easy to say now, but I, I, did, I didn't think he was going to go. I honestly didn't. I mean, there's been plenty of times where Messi said, oh, if I ever leave Barcelona, I'll go. I think he famously said he'll go to Liverpool one day if he, if he ever left Barcelona. But his price, his wages demands are just through the roof, aren't they? It, so. it, is, it is very difficult. Um, to, to get a player of Messi's calibre, not only are you looking at the issue of trying to attract a player who is used to winning everything and is arguably, well, in my opinion, not arguably, I think Messi's the best player ever to have played the game. Um, I and, agree. And uh, I, uh, I think it would have been good to see him do it in another league. There's a lot of people who, who have that sort of impression that for in order to for him to be classed as the best ever he needs to do it somewhere else and I see Cristiano Ronaldo's done it in, in Italy and the Premier League and Spain so you know it's difficult to compare the yeah. two I don't really want to get into the Messi-Ronaldo debate just <laughs> really on this podcast but uh, I think there's a lot of City fans who, who might have thought that he was on their way to Manchester um, I don't know if you have any any thoughts on, on what that situation could have been like um, I mean I would have, have loved to see Messi in the Prem I really would I know it would have probably impacted on Liverpool negatively with City most likely winning the league if Messi went there but I think it would just it would be incredible to see him do it yeah. in the Premier League in, in the in England so yeah it's a shame in one sense but also as a Liverpool fan it's a positive on the other way you know yeah yeah no I I, I can uh, respect that um and then uh, a couple of other points here so as well as Messi there's another right winger who caused a bit of a storm this summer, and that's Jaden Sancho uh, over at Dortmund. It looked like he was going to be making his way to Manchester at one point, and then it looked like he wasn't. And then there's talk that he is. Um, where, where do you sit with that one, mate? I I think he'll I think he'll go next summer. I do think he'll go next summer. I mean, it was again, it was a bit of a mess, really, wasn't it? At Dortmund saying, well, did they add to his contracts behind the scenes? Was it? I, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure exactly yeah. what happened, but it did seem at one point that it was almost nailed on, and then Dortmund released a statement saying he's not going anywhere. Um, it's, yeah. it's certainly uh, certainly a bit of a messy one again there, but I, I personally don't think Sancho will go this summer. I think uh, if there's going to be any movement there, it's going to be either January or next summer. Um, yeah. And let's, uh, let's, let's wait and see what, what happens there. But uh, certainly a talented player and, and has been putting in the performances recently for England, um, which brings us ni- nicely onto the next point of discussion, which is the Nations League. Now, in- England played Iceland uh, yesterday evening, so we're now on Sunday. So Saturday evening, England played Iceland. And my opinion of the Nations League has never exactly been phenomenal I think there's a lot of demand on the players as it is already um, I certainly think the Nations League is better than international friendlies um, but I tend to lean on the fact that it's probably almost as pointless in, in my opinion um, particularly with the World Cup and the European Championships every two years anyway the, the, the thing for the Nations League for me at the moment my biggest gripe about it 
is that they're playing Nations League games a week before Premier League games are meant to start. Some players are coming back from international duty, having to isolate as a result of this COVID-19 situation we've got in the world at the moment. It just seems uh, seems a bit of an unnecessary addition of fixtures, in my opinion. I don't know if you've got any thoughts on, on the Nations League. Yeah, it was very strange. I, I didn't really know about it. Too. I just thought it would be an international friend. I didn't actually realise that it was the full-on Nations League from last time it but it's, it's just very strange, the whole thing. Like, trying yeah. to fit it into such a short space of time. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit of Mickey Mouse trophy as it is, but it's just taking a mick by making it this short and just, yeah, not yeah. a fan personally as well. I agree. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then uh, just moving on to the last point I had uh, up on this, this list of discussion is a certain Spanish midfielder who's just won the Champions League for Bayern Munich. And a lot of talk that uh, Mr. Thiago will be making an appearance on Merseyside. Uh, I, I, I would love him to. I'm not gonna not gonna sit here and pretend that I wouldn't. Yeah. But uh, it's been going th- so long. Has been so going long. on a while, uh, and I, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on on the Thiago situation. I would absolutely adore things. I think Thiago <coughs> would be absolutely beautiful to watch. I mean, it's just it's it's almost getting boring now. Uh, how much you hear the Thiago news that we're still waiting for a Liverpool bid that Bayern are going to take seriously and then at one point I heard Thiago's found his house in Liverpool and that I don't know how true all these rumours are but it's just sometimes being a Liverpool fan in transfer windows it's just a bit of a roller coaster every year to be honest same with the Werner situation you just never know what you're going to get yeah that is that is true um so overall, I think some interesting uh, days ahead before the Premier League season starts. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who who do you see winning the okay. Premier League this season? Oh, that's a that's a tough one to answer. My my heart says Liverpool again, but my I think City will win it this year. Unfortunately, I I, I think it's very very hard to retain Premier League titles. And yeah. I don't want to sit here being negative. I think it'll be very close again. But you saw the way that City played against us after we won the league. They were angry. They were they were raring to go. And I feel like Pep will really motivate them. And I think they'll just they'll just edge it this year. But it's a great battle between us and City. Two fantastic teams going yeah. for it. Yeah. So you're going to you're going for City, but close. Yeah, very okay. close. Same. Right. I think similar to. Last year. All right, fine. Right. Uh, well, that sort of brings to an end our little little chat on real world football. Let's move on to all things fantasy football. Um, the, the FPL RTG podcast is hoping to bring you guys back in touch with fantasy Premier League. Uh, we have got a, a mini league running uh, over on over on the Twitch channel, which everyone is welcome to come and come and have a look at and, and get involved with. Uh, exclamation mark FPL in the chat when you're over there will get you all the information that you would need for that um, and then I guess we're, we're you know we haven't got an upcoming game week immediately we'll be reviewing that next week we haven't had any Premier League fixtures just yet but um, we're going to have a look at uh, each other's teams really and, and go go man for man down our team sheets um, I'm only really interested in the starting 11 that you, you've got uh, yeah you've got to play at the moment. We'll have a look at subs afterwards. Um, but h- how have you found uh, this year's Fantasy Premier League in terms of picking your side? 
Well, every year I do the same, but it's draft after draft after draft, isn't it? It's just, it is. I, I pick my 11, then I change my mind, and I change my mind again, and I change formation, and I change my captain. <laughs> Who knows whether this will be my final squad or, or not, to be honest, but we'll have to wait and see. I'm pretty much in the same boat. I, I'm about, I'm probably 80% sure this is going to be the team that I head into, uh, I head into game week one with. Um, it's, it's interesting that there's no Manchester City or no Manchester United fixture in game week one. Um, potentially something that, uh, that, that could cause some trouble with trying to get those players in the, uh, the weeks after. Um, I, I, uh, let's start with the goalkeepers. Let's, let's not waste any time. Let's start with the goalkeepers. So, so who, have you, uh, who have you gone for in goal and why? Okay, I originally had Nick Pope in goal, but obviously they're not, Burnley aren't involved in game week one, so I took him out for McCarthy from Southampton. You've gone for Southampton's McCarthy. I, I was very tempted to go for McCarthy myself. Um, I did uh, opt on going for Matt Ryan at Brighton, actually, uh, as my uh, my option in goal. I just think uh, Brighton have probably got a little bit more of a chance of keeping a few more clean sheets than, than Southampton over the course of the season. Um, and you know both both goalkeepers there that we've talked about selected at uh, at four point five million in terms of price. It's 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 interesting because there's a temptation when you look at the goalkeepers to think I need Allison or I need Edison for uh, for, for the high rated teams. They're going to get some clean sheets, but six million on both of those takes up a lot of coin. And even yeah. when you look down, we're not really sure who's going to start in goal for Man United. I suspect it will be De Gea. But you know, 5.5 million for both him and Henderson, uh, Pope in there at 5.5, Schmeichel in there at 5.5, and until you drop down, there's not really too many attractive options at the 5 million bracket, and certainly some value to be found at 4.5 million. So you've got Martinez from Arsenal at 4.5 million, which is an interesting one because it looks like he might uh, he might get the nod after some good recent performances. Uh, Brilliant goalkeeper. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then obviously we've got Matt, Matt Ryan at uh, at Brighton and, and, and a host of other goalkeepers really that can be found there at 4.5 million for your value pick. Um, are you pretty sure you're going to be sticking with uh, sticking with McCarthy then, are you? Yeah, I think so. I think I, I do want to get Pope in as soon as possible. So I thought Crystal Palace game week one, then they've got Spurs, which probably won't be a clean sheet but then they got Burnley West Brom after that so yeah I don't know I think I think Southampton have got a very well organized team with the manager as well so yeah I think they often can get some clean sheets okay interesting and uh, what formation are we looking outfield for you then mate what's the uh, what's the what's the outfield lineup three five two pack the midfield That's three five two pack the midfield interesting okay uh, so let's start with your three defenders who have you gone for at the back I've gone for Trent Alexander-Arnold, the go-to yeah. at the back. I've gone for Aspilicueta, and I've gone for Tierney. Tierney of Arsenal, yeah. Interesting, yeah. Uh, interesting selections there. So, why have you gone? I mean, Trent kind of seems like a shoe-in and a must-have for most people. And considering he was one of the highest-scoring players in the game last year, to have him available at only seven point five is is a big win, I yeah. think. Um, why have you gone for Aspilicueta? Uh, Tierney, I can kind of see and understand. Uh, are we sure Aspilicueta is going to start every game? Is that uh, a concern that you've got, or potentially, potentially? But I think 
he he is the captain when he when he he's a very good leader on the pitch, and I feel that Chelsea will be full of confidence this season. And with them loading Saar back, I, I think he will get the game time ahead of a lot of the other centre backs they have. And Chelsea, I think, will do really well this season. So yeah, it's okay. potentially a risk, but. Well, it's a, it's a good differential. I don't think you're going to find too many people with Azpilicueta. So that's a good opportunity for you to make some points up on someone else there. Um, and then uh, looking across my defensive options, I've, I've also opted for uh, Alexander-Arnold. I've opted for uh, Matt Doherty, now at Spurs. Um, I've got uh, a couple of a couple of then interesting picks. I've got James Justin from Leicester, the right back, because yeah. uh, Ricardo Pereira at the moment is injured. So... Uh, Looks like Justin might get a couple more games in there. And I've also opted for uh, Ruben Vinagre um, of Wolves. Uh, so Wolves' okay. left-back Johnny is, is currently injured and, and not really sure when he's going to be back. So gone for Vinagre in there. I think I'm going to be rocking a 4-4-2, um, at least to start with. A uh, couple of cheap options there. Vinagre and Justin both in at 4.5, not taking up too much budget. And then Matt Doherty available at 6. Um, Spurs have got a pretty favourable start to the season, the way I see it. So um, we're going to yeah. uh, we're going to rock that, I think. And then uh, midfielders. This year's midfields certainly an interesting one. Has been some uh, some forwards from previous years that are now midfielders. Most, Very interesting, yeah. Most notably, as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Aubameyang at uh, at Arsenal, uh, now a midfielder uh, over a striker. Um, have you opted for Aubameyang in your midfield? I have indeed, yes, I have. I did have Kevin De Bruyne in there until the fixtures came out that they weren't playing. Yeah. So I brought in Aubameyang, who just, you, you can guarantee that he's going to get goals, can't you? And he's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thought get him in there, so, so who else have you got in there? You've got Aubameyang. I've got Aubameyang. I've got Mohamed Salah. Yeah. Penalty taker at Liverpool always gets you goals. I've got Son with their easier start to the season for Tottenham. I've gone for a couple of other cheaper ones. I've got Mateus Pereira at West Brom. Yeah. Which is a bit of a gamble, but... Is that analyst Is that analyst influenced by any chance? Potentially, potentially, <laughs> but the assists he got last year, comparing with... I know it's a championship, obviously, but he's, ob- he's obviously got some quality in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've, I've also gone with my main man, Naby Keita. I'm a big fan of. Hopefully he gets some minutes more minutes than he has in previous years as he's sort of hit the ground running I feel after lockdown that's an interesting pick there with uh, with Naby Keita um, obviously uh, I don't know what Liverpool's first choice midfield three is going to be but I, I would imagine I would imagine it's going to be Fabinho and Henderson and then one of A, yeah. B or C um, I guess you're, you're kind of banking on Naby Keita being, being that that A choice there yeah, well, even if he doesn't always start, he he often gets brought on. Um, mm-hmm. As we saw on the community field, when him and Minamino came on, they both made a massive impact. And Minamino is yeah. an interesting one, actually. I was thinking about him potentially with his very good performances in pre-season. He seems to have grown in confidence, I feel. Interesting. Okay, cool. Um, I have gone for a very similar midfield to yourself, um, but I have got one other player in there. So I've gone for Aubameyang. Um, Aubameyang has a good strong start to the season in terms of fixtures but it does drop off quite quickly so I've got uh, Aubameyang ideally he's probably going to be in as a placeholder for either Bruno Fernandes or Kevin De Bruyne whichever one of those two looks like they're picking off better so we've got Aubameyang, Salah, uh, Alan Saint-Maximin and uh, Son 
So very similar. I've got three of your five yeah. uh, in, in my team. Uh, St. Max at 5.5 I felt was, was pretty good value um, as an option there. Another option, a good value option in my opinion, is Phil Foden, one who shouldn't yeah. be overlooked. Um, and I'm very almost tempted to have Foden in from the start just so that... Uh, so that I don't have to waste a transfer if we've got the money to have him on the bench there. At 6.5, it looks like a decent choice. Um, I think uh, as other midfielders go, it's it's there is some value to be found in the midfield. But with the, with the big guns moving into midfield in terms of the Man United players, Mason Greenwood, Marcus Rashford um, are, are, are both midfielders. Um, you've obviously got King Kai now at Chelsea, uh, in, in, in and involved in there. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of congestion in that midfield uh, role. Um, I don't know what uh, what other players, particularly looking down below the six million mark, um, we, we've got available in midfield as as sort of like a steal. But um, I don't think. Uh, I think looking at just midfielders, I, I personally will be looking to put Phil Foden in and around there. I think Foden's due a lot of game time this year. Um, I've opted against yeah. Sterling. I tend traditionally to go for Salah over Sterling. I think they do very similar things. Um, yeah. Salah takes the penalties and, and you know maybe a little bit of loyalty there being a, yeah. being a Liverpool fan. I am interested with Kai Havertz. Um, I am interested in maybe working this into like a 4-5-1 or something like that. With, with Havertz involved, I, I assume Havertz has to start for Chelsea after such a massive transfer fee invested in him. You'd think so. You yeah. would think so, but uh, I'm not really sure what what, uh, what other options were going there. Uh, Adama Traore is 6.5 million, a little bit of value, one, yeah. value there with Wolves. Um, and then as you look through, there's not too much else. You could maybe take a gamble with Lallana at Brighton. I think if you're going to be looking out anywhere else for your midfield options, maybe Foden would be would be one to have in. So you don't have to then make a two transfer uh, in get at the end of game week one, which could cost you four points. So something to bear in mind yeah. there for sure. Uh, and then strikers, uh, a, a strange strange year this year with with Premier League strikers because uh, we don't really know. Well, no one really knows what what's going on. Uh, with, with with strikers at the moment because a lot of the big boys have uh, have been moved into midfield. That there are some uh, some options in in the striker position though. Who have you gone for? I think I've taken a couple of gambles here. Really, I've gone for promoted Fulham's striker Mitrovic. I think he's, he's just a goal machine, really. But Fulham, how many goals will they get? Who knows, really? But I've taken a gamble on him, and I've also gone for Timo Werner again having another Chelsea player in there thinking they'll do well with all the creative midfielders he has around him he's yeah. very clinical so yeah I think he'll get some good points for me well in a shocking turn of events I have also got uh, Mr Mitrovic and Mr Werner as my front two <laughs> um, so uh, it looks like we're going to be uh, hosting similar teams going into game week one actually mate but uh, I agree with you Werner Werner to me is, is a goal scorer and will score goals whichever club he's at and with the yeah. service from the likes of Havertz, Ziyech, Pulisic, Kovacic, um, Kante, you've now got Chilwell out on the wing. I think there's definitely going to be plenty of chances going his way. Mitrovic, I've gone in there. I think he takes Fulham's penalties as well. If Fulham are going to score, as you did say yourself, it's probably coming through Mitrovic. 
Um, there, there are some other options. Uh, some, someone's shouting at me to mention Mikel Antonio, who, who is a striker in this year's game, not not a midfielder. Yeah. Um, he's valued at 6.5. I, I think West Ham are in big trouble this year. And I, I, I don't think... Uh, I don't think Antonio represents great value at 6.5. He's definitely 6.5. I've got the screen in front of me here. Um, So uh, Danny Ings in there at 8.5 and Jimenez also priced at 8.5. Based on the season those guys had last year. Yeah, increase there. Based on the season those guys had. um, Any thoughts of uh, Danny Ings or Jimenez going going into your team? Potentially, but I think Danny Ings doing it only for one year... I can't deny he's a, he's a fantastic striker, but for that amount of money, I think it's a bit of a gamble on fancy football to put mm. him in from the start. Mm. But like you say with Antonio, I did I put that in my notes actually that about West Ham, I thought they'd do a lot more in the transfer window this year. So yeah, I agree with you on that on that one with West Ham. Okay, cool. Um, and then yeah, I guess looking down at who else? I mean, we're looking at I've just got the list of forwards here. And the most popular selected forwards, Tony Martial in there with a with a seventeen percent selection. Jamie Vardy and Harry Kane, interestingly enough, two massive uh, massive strikers guaranteeing you goals. I would have thought both only selected by sixteen percent of players, but with the price of midfielders genuinely very high this year, I guess it's kind of understandable that these guys are uh, are going to be uh, are going to be harder to come and harder to get into your team. Yeah, exactly. The midfield where, as you say, a lot of the top, top goal scorers are. And I think that it's better to put the money that you have into the midfield instead of going for the Canes and etc. up front, I, th- I feel. Yeah. All right, cool. So you're pretty happy with how your team's looking going into uh, going into the last week before um, before everything kicks off again. Um, you, yeah, do you I think, think so. do you think there's going to be many major changes, or are you are you pretty confident this might be your representation of game week one for you? I th- I think for game week one, I think I'm pretty settled, unless something major happens with any of the clubs. But yeah, I think I think I'm pretty set to be honest. Yeah, that seems reasonable, mate. That seems reasonable. Um, okay, well we'll we'll move off from uh, from fantasy Premier League f- for a minute there. Um, and we're going to have a little bit of light-hearted fun now on, on here. I was, I was inspired by this game from the, uh, the 606 Fantasy Premier League podcast. Uh, they run a game called Bigger or Smaller. So uh, prior to coming on this podcast, you, you very kindly let me know. Uh, you very kindly let me know your height, and uh, yep. we are quite quite literally going to ask if you think you are bigger or smaller than uh, than some personalities in the world, Pritchard. So um, uh, I'm going to kick you off here with an opportunity to win the chat. A gifted subscription so everybody in the chat has an opportunity to win a gifted sub if you get all three of these questions right if you get them wrong okay. they're gonna head over to your channel and cause all kinds of <laughs> havoc the next time you're live my friend no pressure man. so uh, so no pressure on this one uh, opportunity for a gifted sub uh, coming coming your way then chat and uh, let's hope Pritchard can uh, let's hope Pritchard can win you that so Pritchard I need you yeah. to tell me are you bigger or smaller than David Beckham? Are you bigger or I smaller am, than Bex? I am smaller than David Beckham. You think you're smaller than Beckham, do you? Ooh. Is that is that your final answer? Yes. 
Okay, congratulations. That's one for one. One out of one there. Mr. Beck's coming in at five foot eleven, um, as per recent Oof. records. Um, good, yeah. uh, good start there. Good start there. Um, question number two. We're sticking with uh, sticking with the football theme, and we're sticking Manchester area. Uh, we're going blue Manchester now, though. Are you bigger or smaller than Kevin De Bruyne? I am smaller than Kevin De Bruyne. You think you're smaller than Kevin De Bruyne? Yeah. Okay. You are correct, once again. You are smaller than Mr. KDB. Okay. Uh, he's coming in at uh, he's coming in at 5'11 as well. So you're two for two, mate. No pressure going on to this last oh, one. The right. chat are, are raring you to uh, to get this one correct. So they uh, they pinch uh, pinch a gifted sub from my pocket. Um, let's uh, let, let's go for the last one then. And we're moving away from football and into uh, into the entertainment world. Uh, okay. Pritchard, are you bigger or smaller than Ollie Murs? Do you, you know Ollie Murs, the old uh, X Factor contestant? Yeah. Are you uh, are you bigger or smaller than Mr. Murs? I'm going to say bigger. I am bigger than Ollie Murs. You, Pritchard. Pritchard plays Twitch streamer extraordinaire. I think you're bigger than Ollie Murs. I think so. Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yes. All right. Congratulations, my man. You have you have gone free for free. There we go. And you have won the chat a gifted subscription to uh, to the channel. Well done, mate. <laughs> well done. That good was uh, a little bit of light-hearted oh. fun there. Up the Murs, hey. <laughs> pressure for that one right we'll uh, we'll sort that one out after the podcast gg there mate well done uh, well done for that Thank one you. well done for that one um and then we're, we're just going to uh, round off today's podcast with uh with our uh, predictions challenge now i know i said to you earlier off stream that we were going to include the two manchester clubs in this but i think it's yeah. very difficult to do that in hindsight and i'm going to work out a different different way of rewarding based on who wins rather than a, a, okay. a league table so we're going to stick for the games that uh we're going to stick for the games that are on in a week's time. And okay. uh, the rules are pretty simple. You're going to get three points for a correct score, two points for a correct result, and uh, one point for a correct team goal tally. So there's plenty of okay. points to go. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So if you get. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, Crystal Palace Southampton. Okay. Uh, I will let you know what I've gone. We'll, we'll alternate as, as to who reveals their score first. So I'll let you know what I've gone for first in this game, and then you can let me know. And then the next game, you can let me know first, just so we, uh, uh, we try and keep it as, as fair as possible. Uh, I've gone for a one-all draw in this game with uh, Crystal Palace and Southampton. <laughs> uh, what, what what have you gone for? That's what I've gone for as well. I've gone for one-all. He's also gone for one-all. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I think it's going to be a tight game. That I think it's going to be interesting to see if uh, is it easy, is it easy or Ezzy or I'm not quite sure how you pronounce yeah. his name. The new signing for for Palace, I think from QPR. It'll be interesting to see how he gets on, uh, and be interested to see if Southampton can can continue where they left off last season. Um, but I think it's going to be a bit of a stalemate there. I've gone for a one all, and uh, moving uh, across London to uh, to Fulham's Craven Cottage, they host Arsenal. And uh, what have you gone for in that game? I've gone for 3-1 to Arsenal. Well, this could, uh, this could, <laughs> could get interesting, couldn't it? Uh, the chat and I have also 
concluded that this will be 3-1 to Arsenal. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, we'll hopefully get a little bit more variant as we go down. But we've yeah. also gone 3-1 Arsenal. Uh, and then we move to Merseyside for uh, for Liverpool Leeds, the first game back in the Premier League for newly promoted Leeds. Uh, I have gone three one Liverpool for, for this game. Uh, this is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, <laughs> tell me you've gone five nil Leeds. I've gone three one Liverpool. You've gone three one Liverpool as well. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, we are trying to be as fair as possible with this chat in rotating. Uh, Rotating who is uh, is declaring their results first, but as you can see, we're, we're pretty pretty along the same wavelength so far. Um, I would be surprised if we had the same scoreline for the next game, uh, okay. which is back down in London and Spurs hosting Everton. Uh, what have you gone for here? I have gone for two one Spurs. Interesting. Right, the first different score um, that, that we've gone for here. Uh, I reckon Everton can nick a point here. Um, I have uh, I've gone one-one in this game in the Spurs Everton game, so uh, okay. that's uh, that's the first first differential, and we're four games in. So let's hope we can find another <laughs> couple of those. Um, but one-one is what the chat and I punted for in that game. Uh, so hopefully we'll uh, hopefully we can come out on top in that one. What about uh, next up with West Brom Leicester? Um, we have gone three-nil Leicester in this game. Uh, I don't know what uh, what you've gone for. I've gone similar, but I think West Brom will get a goal. I've gone three one to Leicester. Three one Leicester. Okay, so we're both going for a Leicester win, but uh, you reckon West Brom are going to get on the score sheet? That's that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and then uh, with uh, sticking with the West theme, I mean uh, maybe not in terms of uh, geography, but in terms of club name, uh, West Ham host Newcastle uh, at the uh, the London Stadium. So, uh, what's your prediction for that one, mate? I've gone 3-1 to West Ham, but it could go either way, that one. You've That's gone 3-1 one. West Ham? I have, yeah. Well, we've, we've, we've definitely woken up on different sides of the bed on this one. I've gone 1-0 Newcastle. I think, uh, okay. I think West Ham are in all kinds of trouble off the pitch, and I think that will be, uh, I think that will be uh, reflected reflected next week but but who knows it's good that we've got some different scores there though to to keep things interesting um and then we're moving down to the south coast where brighton hosts chelsea what have we gone for here uh, is it my turn to say oh, first i can't remember if it's yeah, yeah it is my turn uh, I, I think chelsea are going to win i think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think um i've gone for 2-1 chelsea okay uh, what, what have you gone for 3-0 chelsea 3-0 Chelsea, interesting, okay, yeah. cool, and uh, okay, that brings us on to, to the last game of the of the of uh, this batch of fixtures, which is Sheffield United and Wolves, um, really, so uh, Sheffield United, Wolves, what, what have you gone for there? I've gone for a low scoring 1-0 to Wolves. 1-0 Wolves, interesting, uh, we went for 1-1 in this game actually, we, we've gone for a one all draw, uh, Sheffield United very solid last season. And uh, Wolves very good on the on the attack, but uh, I think there might be a little bit of a. I think this could be an interesting game uh, to have at the start of the season. Certainly, the game at, if this game was played at the tail end of last season, it might be one that we uh, we look to uh, to have a defining impact on that sort of Europa League spot. But I don't know whether both of those teams are going to be there or thereabouts again this season. Um, yeah. Interesting, interesting predictions there, mate. I've got those recorded. We'll add up the points. Um, we'll add up the points for those. 
soon and uh, we might try and get you back on the podcast in a couple of weeks time just to uh, just to run through run through where we stand with those but I think what we're going to do is if uh, I don't know if you're if you're uh, if you're up for doing this but I think what uh, what we might do is if you if you can beat me I'll uh, I'll drop you a, I'll drop you a gifted sub in, in your uh, in your channel and uh, if I beat you then we'll work something out the other way around but if you if you, yeah. if, you if you can get a win here We'll uh, we'll hook you up with a gifted sub over on your channel, so so no uh, no pressure there, but uh, an opportunity no, yeah, to get I'll one one same. step closer to an emote. All right, that's good of you. So we got a gifted sub on the line there, boys, for uh, for the Premier League predictions, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Um, ultimately, I think that's going to bring us towards the close of the first episode of the FPL RTG, and uh, I just want to say a massive thank you again, Pritchard, for coming on and, and being part of the pod. Um, no worries. Do you want to remind us where we can find you again? Yep. So on Twitch, Pritchard plays. On Twitter, Pritchard plays, and for my football account at Up the Reds Zero. Fantastic. Okay then, mate. Uh, I just want to say again, thank you for coming on. Thank you very much to everyone for listening for the first uh, first episode of the FPL RTG. We're going to be back next week, where I believe our special guest is going to be F1 favourite Peter New. Uh, he's going to be joining us next week, I think, for his uh, his take on the uh, on everything FPL. If you want to find out more about our mini league that we're running, uh, the Fantasy Premier League, if you want to head over to twitch.tv slash footsambo, uh, drop us a follow if you want to, and then uh, hit exclamation mark FPL in the chat. Um, that is going to give you as much information as you need to get involved with our mini league there. Uh, other than that, I think that's time for us to sign out, mate, and I will, I will, uh, I'll see you in a couple of weeks' time, I guess. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Not at all. Not at all. Take care, mate. And uh, we will see you next time, guys, on episode two of the FPL RTG. Take care.